12 years, you didn't even know you had a son. But then one day, I ran away from military school to look for you. And I'll never forget the words you said when your eyes met mine. You're my what? Mr. Stratton? Yeah. Are you Edward Stratton III? That's me. Pleased to meet you. Hi. I'm your son. To join this man and this woman in holy matrimony. Will you, Edward, take this woman as your lawful and wedded wife? I will. And will you, Kate, take this man as your lawful and wedded husband? I will. With this ring, I thee wed. I now pronounce you husband and wife. everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. How's everyone doing today? I'm doing good. I hope everyone has a great start to their week so far. Well, today I am going to be discussing the episode entitled Poor Evelyn, Season 4, Episode 3, which aired on October 6th, 1985. Rick's mom comes for a visit, and they discover she's broke. And she refuses to take money from Edward. Well, that's no surprise. She So Rick asks Edward to give her a job and let her stay with him. Oy, oh my god. I can already smell the problems a mile away. And on her first day, of course, she causes nothing but problems. Ugh. Granted, she can't just come in there and push Kate aside because Kate is Edward's wife, so... I get it's Rick's mom and stuff, but why put your dad in that position? It's like, come on, he's divorced from her. The only reason he has to make nice is because you exist, but anyway. um, (laughs) Yeah, I've never been a fan of Evelyn. Never, never, never. From the first moment... You know, we met her in season one. It's just this lady is cold and abrasive. Yes, she loves her son. She's hostile to her ex and, you know, and to Kate and everything. And I just, yeah, I I see this is going to be just a recipe for disaster having her stay there. I want to find out, I wonder, do we find out how she's broke exactly? Anyway, this episode's got a 7.1 out of 10 based on 16 ratings. Um, we have somebody named Mr. Yamaguchi, who guest stars, and a cab driver played by Greg Lewis. I'm guessing she had to take a cab to their house. So, uh, and someone named Lowell Whitting, played by Julian Barnes. Okay, so those are the three people that are going to be coming through this episode. Director, Jack Shea. Writers, David W. Duclan. Duclan. Ron Levitt. Michael G. Moy, Stephen Pritzker, Martin Cohen, Howard Leeds, and Ben Starr. Alright. So, of course, before I officially get into the episode, I want to let you know where you can find the podcast on social media. It does have a Facebook page. Uh, together we can find our way, a Silver Sp- unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. You can type in Silver Spoons podcast and it should pop right up. And on Instagram at Silver Spoons Podcast. It also shares space on Twitter with the Punky Power PV Podcast as well. If you'd like to email the podcast, you can do so at silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com. All right, without further ado, let's jump into this episode. I am really curious to see how this is all going to blow up because you know it's going to blow up. It's just going to be a bad situation all around. So we come out of the intro and open up the episode in the living room. Kate's sitting on the couch and she's chewing on something. Edward comes in, looks down at the tray that I guess had something on it at one point. He's like, what happened to all the hors d'oeuvres? And she's like, I ate them. So I'm guessing, are they expecting company? Are they going to watch television? I don't know. Oh, God! Smoked eel? Seriously? 
honestly, that sounds so nasty. Uh, and apparently when Kate gets nervous, especially when it comes to Evelyn, because she's going to pay them a visit, Kate uses a way to cope with her nerves by eating, which is not good. But uh, it even made her want to eat the eel because she was that nervous. Yikes. And she tells Edward, like, you know, if she moved here, I'd gain, like, 200 pounds. And I'm like, be careful what you, well, not wish for, just because. <laughs> uh, so is Kate going to be eating throughout this entire episode because Evelyn's going to be there? Oh, boy. And Edward tries to be comforting. He puts an arm around her and says, honey, don't worry. I mean, I know she got under your skin, bef- but that was before, you know, before we were married. It's going to be fine. It's like, Edward, seriously, this is your ex-wife. The only one who likes this woman is your son, and that's only because she gave birth to him. And Edward's like, well, maybe she's mellow now or something. And she's like, oh, well, you know, honey, you might be right. Do we have any peanut butter in the kitchen? You have a teenage boy. I'm sure you got peanut butter in the kitchen. Rick comes in dressed in red and black checked flannel like he's a lumberjack. Okay, so is this... Yeah, he's wearing... Well, flannel actually is long-sleeved, but hers is short. Anyway, he brings in <laughs> logs, and he mentions about how uh, chopping wood didn't take very long. And I'm like, so is that why he's dressed like a lumberjack? <laughs> so Rick turns around after dropping the cut logs on an ottoman by the fireplace. Turns and says, hey, look, I made a career decision. And Edward's like, yeah, what's that? And Rick's like, I'm going to be a lumberjack. I'm like, oh, shut up. I just said that a second ago. Seriously, you took the words right out of my... I was joking. You're wearing a red and black checked flannel with a thermal underneath. I'm like, lumberjack. And you say, I want to be a lumberjack. There's more to it than just chopping wood in your backyard. Okay, I'm sure there's a lot more to that. Maybe he wants to work in the lumber business. I was like, yeah, that'll make your mom happy. And Rick's like, yeah, maybe this time she'll stay for a month or two. And I'm like, oh, no. Mm-mm. Is that a piece of shrimp on a bowl that has, like, no cocktail sauce in it? Because she goes, Kate goes right for that piece of shrimp. Speaking of Kate, um, Erin Gray, who plays her, actually just had a birthday. So I did wish her a happy birthday on Instagram and Facebook. So, yeah. So they tell Rick, like, you might want to go get dressed. I don't think she wants to see you in your lumberjack attire. Because she's probably got a busy day. I'm surprised, like, he's not already dressed in, like, a suit and tie. Because she always takes him out to, like, a Broadway show and a fancy dinner. What teenage boy's into that? None that I can think of. And she just spoils the heck out of him, which, of course, he loves that. So I'm going to play this clip. What happened to all the hors d'oeuvres? I ate them. <laughs> Even the smoked eel? It's Evelyn. The thought of your ex-wife visiting makes me very nervous. If she moved here, I'd gain 200 pounds. Honey... I know she got under your skin, but that was before we were married. She's bound to be a lot more mellow now. You're probably right. Do we have any peanut butter in the kitchen? (laughs) Okay, that's done. You know, chopping wood really clears your mind. I made a career decision. Oh, yeah? What? I'm definitely not going to be a lumberjack. (laughs) That'll definitely make your mother happy. I can't wait to see her. Maybe this time she'll stay for a month or two. changed yeah you know your mom she probably has a busy day planned yeah fancy lunch top broadway show you know she really spoils me i love it <laughs> yeah, i'll get that richard mom oh let me look at you seeing how tall you're getting makes me feel so old mom you're not that old you're only Uh, that would be enough i'll be right back why does the cab driver come with you evelyn 
Or should I say Mrs. Strap? Congratulations. Okay, where are you Thank buttering you. her up? I think it's just him. wonderful. A real rags to riches story. Oh. We're so sorry you couldn't come to the wedding, but we only had room for 400. <laughs> hey, you, Tootsie. I got living to make. I just flew in from London and I only have a few pounds. But they're all in good places. Whoa. Isn't he adorable? Could you pay the nice man, please? Yeah, sure. How much is it? 27 bucks. Okay. There's 30. Come on, Edward. I tip better than that. Everybody tip better than that. Give him another five. Thank you. Well, I gave you the five. Thank you. Never mind. <laughs> Goodbye, material girl. Material girl, I like that. <laughs> okay, I'm ready to go. We're not going, dear. I thought we'd just stay here and hang out. Hang out? Yeah, right. Here? It occurs to me that we always do what I want to do. That's how I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, dear, what would you be doing right now if I weren't here? <laughs> this. <laughs> then, well, there is a movie that I like to see. All my friends say it really makes a statement. Oh? It's called Vampire Cheerleaders. <laughs> That's number one on my must-see list. Do you mean it? Let's go. Here you go, Dad. I don't need this. Okay. Oh, Edward, between the cab driver and now, I haven't had a chance to get to the bank. Ah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Here you go. And... Here's your wallet. Thank you. And the You're going to love this movie, Mom. It's about a bunch of cheerleaders who suck the blood out of everybody in their neighborhood. <laughs> sort of like your circle of friends. <laughs> Maybe money can buy wit. Evelyn comes in and I see a cab driver come in after her. It's like, normally, I don't think they get out of the car. I, don't, I have never been in a cab in my life, so I don't know the protocol. Granted, isn't it more like... Cab drivers are now being replaced by, like, Ubers and Lyfts and all that stuff. And I've not been in one of those in my life either. So, um, but the fact that the guy comes into the house with her, it's a red flag. Like, something's up there. And she mentions how, being that she's been living in London, she only has pounds. She doesn't have any American currency. And the cab ride from the airport to their house is 27 bucks, which I don't know what that would mean in 2020 from 1985, but Edward pays the guy $30. And <laughs> Evelyn is like, Edward, please, I pay a better tip than that. And the cab driver's like, yeah, so does like 100% of my customers. So she's like, just give him another five. So it's like, okay. And the guy is just being kind of gross, like kissing her hand. And she says, all I have left are pounds or something like that. And he's like, yeah, in all the right places. It's like, gross. And I like how he leaves, but he calls her like, bye-bye, material girl. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, Rick comes down in a suit jacket and a tie that is pretty much not been, you know, fastened up to his neck. You know how ties are supposed to be. Not loose around your neck like you've worked a, like, a 10-hour day at the office. But he comes down and she says, hey, look, we always do what I want to do. If we weren't doing this, what is your idea of a, of a great day? And he says, well, I wouldn't mind going to see that movie Vampire Cheerleaders, which I don't even think that's a real thing. It's a fake title. And she's like, yeah, that's number one on my must-see movies. So he's like, really? Because, you know, Evelyn, she comes in. She's got a, you know, a brooch. She's got her fancy clothes. She's got her fur and everything like that. So she's like, yeah, we'll go see a movie. And, of course, she asks Edward for money because, again, she doesn't have American currency at the moment. And he, I guess he gives her the keys to one of his vehicles. I don't know how many vehicles he owns. And Rick just, as soon as he gets the okay from his mom, like, Oh, I, well, I don't need this blazer here, Dad. He chucks it at him. <laughs> and she and Kate kind of trade a few, you know, quips with each other. <laughs> 
with Evelyn saying, oh, the rags to riches story. And Kate says, well, we would have invited you to the wedding, but you know, it only, the place only holds like 400 people, so. And like how, um, when she, like we, uh, when Evelyn says to Rick, we always do what I want to do. And Edward's like, yeah, it always used to be the way with that when you and I were together. It's like, oh, gross. <laughs> but I gotta say, this kitchen is definitely different than what it was when it was being redone. We see there's a back door. There's also a nice round kitchen table where Dexter and Edward are playing some form of cards. How much you want to bet that the card game they're playing is gin? Because it seems like every TV show, if they're not playing poker, odds are they're playing gin. But it's a nice open kitchen. I like it. So Dexter's like, hey, how'd it go with the old Mrs. Stratton and the new Mrs. Stratton? And Edward tells Dexter, well, it's kind of a love-hate relationship. They just love to hate each other. <laughs> so Rick comes into the kitchen and his dad's like, hey, how was Vampire Cheerleaders? And Rick's like, not as good as Werewolf Stewardess. Whoever wrote the titles for these movies. Interesting. Wouldn't these be kind of considered, like, B-movies, but for teenagers? So, I'm kind of wondering, this is this, I thought he gave her keys to something. I thought he gave her, when he handed her cash, when Edward handed Evelyn cash, I heard the jingle jangle of a set of keys. But Rick says, hey, mom needs money for the cab. You get. Just give her, I'm sure you got more than one vehicle, just give her something to use while she's taking your kid around. Deborah gets up and is like, oh, damn, I didn't run, I don't even have any pocket money. She used all my tank pocket money. I ask, who carries around pocket money? Just loose money and bills in their, in their pockets? I don't. But, uh, this was like 1985, so... Oh, she needs, because she's taking a cab to get to the plaza. and Because Edward grabs some money. He's like, well, how much does she need to get to the plaza? And that's where Rick says, I don't think she's staying at the plaza. I think she's hurting for money. It's like, you think? Oh, no way I would have bought that ploy of her like, oh, well, I only have pounds. Like, uh-huh, sure you do. And money go to the movies and all that. Like, yeah, something's up. What happened exactly? I bet she blew all her money on some form of an investment. Or just, she doesn't keep track of her. Of course she doesn't. She has an accountant. Or maybe she has a crappy accountant. Like Edward did back in season one. In the first, in the pilot episode. Who ran off, was going to run off with his money. Edward kind of looks at Rick like, why would you say she's low on funds? And Rick says, well... When we were at the movies, she told me to stoop down and pretend like I was 12. Kind of like <laughs> my dad, when we went to this one buffet when I was like eight years old, he'd like, no, you're going to be six, okay? <laughs> so I'm going to play this clip. Like, oh my goodness gracious. It starts. And if Rick honestly weren't in the picture, like Evelyn were just an ex-wife, I can't see him bending over backwards to give her anything. So how did the old Mrs. Stratton and the new Mrs. Stratton hit it off? Yeah, it was sort of a love-hate relationship. They both loved to hate each other. <laughs> hey, son, how was vampire cheerleaders? Not nearly as good as werewolf stewardesses. <laughs> Dad, Mom needs some cash for the taxi. Again? I'm running out of pocket money. Well, how much does she need to get to the plaza? She's not staying at the plaza. I think Mom may be hurting for money. Why do you say that? Well, at the movie, she told me to stoop down and tell them I was under 12. I'm sure there's a logical explanation for that. Somewhere. That's strange. No, what? What's the matter? Well, I thought I saw Evelyn sneak apples into her purse. I knew it. She's broke. That's impossible. She's inherited millions. There's no way she could spend that much. You've never seen her shop. <laughs> what if it's really true? Oh, come on, Rick. You know your mom's business manager? He keeps her on a very sensible budget. Really? What's his name? Clarence Birmingham. Oh, no. <laughs> Listen, I hate to be the bearer of bad tidings, but Evelyn's money's gone south. 
What? Seriously? Clarence Birmingham was last seen in Rio de Janeiro dancing in the streets, and it wasn't even carnival time. I think we'd better talk to Evelyn and find out what's going on. Yeah. Listen, Dex, it might be more comfortable for her if it's just us, huh? That's a good idea anyway. Poverty makes me queasy. <laughs> Hello. I'm sorry. Goodbye. Mmm, something smells delicious. What is it? Pot roast. Is that meat? <laughs> Would you like to stay for dinner, Mom? Well, this is awfully short notice, and the Van Ogers did invite me over for croquet under the lights. But who could say no to meat in a pot? Where do you get those apples? Kate, is this your idea of a practical joke? What? Evelyn, we know about Clarence Birmingham. You do? I'm afraid so. You've lost everything, Mom? But not everything. I still have my shoes, one Louis Vuitton bag, a can of hairspray, a little cake of soap I stole from my motel. Oh, Richard, I'm a bag lady. Just take it easy, Mom. Listen, I've saved $126, and I want you to have it, okay? Evelyn, I can give you enough to get you back on your feet. I refuse to be a charity case. I'm not going to become one of those... Poor souls I used to throw fundraisers for. I'll never throw a benefit again. You got bigger problems to throw a benefit, I'll try to comfort lady. her. Kind of scary, isn't it? I mean, just last month she was tooling around London with that royal dude. It's Duke, not dude. <laughs> Poor mom. Tooling around. She had all that money, now it's all gone. Well, that's why I always told you, son, money isn't everything, you know? The most important things in life, your family and your friends. We've got to help her, Dad. You heard, I tried. She doesn't want charity. <laughs> well, then give her a job. A job? Are you insane? The only opening I have is a receptionist. That's perfect. Mom's best thing is talking on the phone. <laughs> like making your mother a receptionist yeah. be like making Queen Elizabeth a supermarket checker. Harold, price check on the potato. <laughs> Never accepted. She might. She's down to swiping fruit. Rick, there's another drawback. You know, hiring your ex-wife creates a whole raft of problems. Really? Especially when your present wife is a vice president of your company. Oh, okay, God. we'll understand. No, she won't, Rick. Didn't you just say the most important things in life are your friends and your family? As a general principle, yeah. <laughs> well, Mom is my family, and she was a part of yours once. For seven days. Yeah. <laughs> And haven't you always taught me it's better to give than to receive? And that the gift of love is the All most... Right. I'll offer her a job. Give her a Great, job. Dad, you're not going to be sorry. Up. It better not be. She's an awfully lucky woman. Lucky? Yeah. To have a son like you. Because I wouldn't have anything to do with it if you Wait didn't exist. Wouldn't it be easier <laughs> to convince her I owe 16 years back alimony? <laughs> So, uh, excuse me, (laughs) Kate comes in and says she just saw Evelyn sneak two apples into her purse. From where? Do you guys have a fruit basket in the living room or where did you see her? I, I, for a second, I'm like, do they have an orchard in the backyard somewhere? I mean, the guy's got to have a lot of property, a lot of land and stuff like that. I mean, don't they have a cave on their property? (laughs) But with Kate saying, like, oh, Evelyn, like, snuck two apples into her purse, Rick's like, that's it, she's got to be broke. I mean, why else would she put apples in her purse? So Dexter, of course, was like, well, that's impossible. She's inherited millions. How could she be broke? And Edward just looks at Dexter like, uh, have you seen her shop? Yeah. Surprised she has any money left. So Edward tries to make Rick feel better. Like, don't, I'm sure, son, I'm sure it's not a big deal. Her business manager who handles her money would not let her go broke. And of course... When he reveals who her business manager is, who handles her funds. Well, Dexter, of course, you know, he and Edward had been playing cards before Rick and uh, Kate came in the room. And he's going to shuffle them. And as soon as he hears the name, he's like, the cards just, like, fly into the air. 
Clarence Birmingham. Apparently, this guy was last spotted in Rio de... What did he say? Rio de Janeiro? He confirms that uh, Evelyn's money's gone south along with her business manager who has gone to Rio de Janeiro. He was seen dancing in the streets and there was like no Mardi Gras going on at the time. He says it wasn't even carnival time. I'm sorry, Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Never mind. So Edward says, look, Dex, no offense, but I think it's best if it's just us three here that tell her that she has no money because she clearly has no idea. And Dexter's like, good, because poverty makes me nauseous. And he just, Evelyn comes into the room, room and Dexter is like, gone. He had no idea that anyone, there was anything being cooked. But as soon as Evelyn comes, it's like, she smells like, oh, are you, what's that wonderful smell? And Kate is like, I'm cooking pot roast. And Evelyn's like, is that a meat of some sort? Like, yes, it's a meat. So Rick invites his mom to stay for dinner. Apparently she said, oh, I have plans for the so-and-so who invited me to play croquet and whatnot. But she's like, how could I say no to roasted meat? She puts her purse on the kitchen table and out pop the two apples. And she's like, oh my gosh, how did those get there? I'm like, come on now. Tell us what's going on. She turns on Kate. She's like, Kate, is this your idea of a practical joke? It's like, okay, just give it up, Evelyn. Seriously, enough of the act. We know you got nothing. We know you got no money. What's going on? Uh, Edward tells her we know about Clarence Birmingham. And, of course, Rick is like, yeah, Mom, we know that you lost everything. She's like, oh, not everything. I still have the clothes on my back and the shoes on my feet and the little soap I stole from the hotel. And she just starts crying. It's like a Louis Vuitton bag. Can of hairspray. Oh, it was a motel that she took the soap from. Did he steal all your possessions as well as your money? Uh, That is really confusing. I don't think we'll get an answer for any of that. And again... Uh, poor Evelyn. Well, yeah, hey, the episode, poor Evelyn. <laughs> she sinks into a chair and just starts crying. And I I kind of feel a little bad for her. Need I, I, I say a little, a little bit. If she had a better attitude and everything, I might feel a little t- tinge more of sympathy, but uh, no. But she starts crying and <laughs> Rick, of course, is like, Mom, that's okay. It's okay. As he, like, kind of pats her hair. She's like, Richard, I'm a bag lady. I'm the type of person that I normally would throw fundraisers for. And he tells her what a good son that he is. He says, I got 126 bucks, Mom, and it's all yours. You can have it. Even Edward's like, look, Evelyn, I can give you a little bit to get you back on your feet. This lady needs to get her priorities straight. She's like, <laughs> I'm not going to be a charity case. And then she says, how I'll never throw another benefit again. It's like, girl, you got bigger problems than throwing benefits for people. Okay? You need to worry about how you're going to get back on your feet again. <laughs> yeah. Kate leaves to go comfort Evelyn. I'm like, Kate, I doubt you're the last person she wants comfort from. You guys are just going to snipe at each other. Rick's having a hard time as well. I'm really wondering, like, how in the world, just because, what, some guy was handling her money and all of a sudden it's gone? And it's like, Rick says, yeah, last month she was in London tooling around with some dude. And her dad's like, his dad is like, I think you mean Duke. It's like, whatever. She's still got no money. I mean, it doesn't matter what happened a month ago or two months ago or two weeks ago. She's got no money. We need to focus on... Helping her out. And and Rick, of course, is like, Dad, you can get her a job at your factory or something. You know, a, a receptionist. And it's like, Rick, I know you love your mom. I know you want to help her. Like any good son or child would do for their parent if they could. But it's probably best that he hires someone who's got experience. But then again... You know, he's got a soft heart, like, okay, son, but I'm only doing this for you. He really puts up a, like, I really, I don't want to hire her. I mean, not to mention, Kate is the vice president of his company. You want to know how bad that's going to, they already can't 
stand to be in the same room with each other, Kate and Evelyn. So I wouldn't want to, oh, God. And Rick's like, gosh, poor mom. She had all that money and now it's all gone. And I like how Edward says, well, son, that's what I've been trying to tell you. Money isn't everything. What matters most is friends and family and who you have sticking by you in hard times and stuff like that. Well, Rick says, we got to help her, dad. And Edward's like, well, son, you saw me try to give her money and she wouldn't take it. She doesn't want charity. And then that's where Rick says, hey, but give her a, give her a job then. Like, what? Oh, boy. Yeah, that's when he says the only opening I have is a receptionist. And, of course, Rick thinks that the only thing that a receptionist does is talk on the phone. Like, that's perfect. He loves to talk on the phone. There's more to being a receptionist than talking on the phone. Hey, Quinn, how you doing? I've never been a receptionist, but I've been in places that have receptionists. And let me tell you, they do more than talk on a phone. You got to be able to type. Can she type? Rick, can she type? She can't? Well, whatever. Like I said, guys, you know this is going to be a disaster. It's going to be bad. And I'm laughing about it because it's Evelyn. I just don't like her. And I like how Edward kind of... Compares making Evelyn a receptionist to making Queen Elizabeth a checkout person at a supermarket. <laughs> the audience gets a kick out of his impersonation of Queen Elizabeth. So Edward says, you know, hiring your ex-wife to do a job, especially when your current wife is the pre- vice president of that company, is just, that is... <laughs> Alright, let's move on from this. Rick is now giving his dad a hard time because he's like... Didn't you just say the important thing is friends and family? I'm like, yeah, but Evelyn isn't either of those things to Edward, like, at all. He's just, Rick is laying on the guilt, like, well, she is my family. She was once your family. And Edward's like, yeah, for, like, a week. Hey, Rick, enough with the guilt. I think he finally, Edward just is like, you know what? Fine, whatever, I'll give her a job. Oh, my God. I'm gonna regret this. I'm gonna hear it from my ex. I'm gonna hear it from my wife every single night. Having to put up with it. He hasn't even told Kate yet. Oh my god. Edward gets out of the chair and says, you know, she's a really lucky woman. And Rick's like, why is she lucky? And Edward says, because she has a son like you. Like someone who cares and wants to help her out. Just noticed there is a phone on the two... This, uh, just going up those little bit of stairs that are in the kitchen. Ever says, wouldn't it be easier to convince her I owe 16 years of alimony? Oh, because Rick is going to be 16 soon. Technically, what should he really owe alimony, not child support? Alright, so we get to see Kate and Evelyn talking. Kate's doing her best to be supportive without trying to roll her eyes to the heavens like I currently am. And Evelyn's like, you really find out who your friends are when the money's gone. I even lost my duke. Like, cry me a river! Of course, Kate's like, oh, well, you'll get another dog. Uh, that wasn't a dog. The Duke of Braxton, she's referring to. Oh, great. Why don't you shack up with him? Apparently, she's about to be engaged. Good God. Lady, how many husbands have you been engaged to? Or guys you've been engaged to? Got engaged and married Edward for a week. That football player, wasn't she going to be engaged to him or were they just moving in together? Now she was going to be engaged to this Duke of Braxton who, once her money troubles hit the fan, he dropped her like a bad habit. Okay, I'm going to play this clip as Edward and Rick come in to reveal that Edward's going to give her a job. Kate is going to have a fit when she hears. Oh, Because she, she doesn't even know. Mom, how would you like a job at Eddie Toys? A job? You're kidding. He is kidding, isn't he? (laughs) Honey, Rick begged me to offer her a job. Would it do any good if I begged you not to? (laughs) Don't worry, honey. She'll never take it. Mom thinks you're just offering her this job because you feel sorry for her. But she'd earn her money, right? Well, don't pressure her, Rick. Your mother may not even want a job. Wait a minute. I'm not above working for a living. Oh, I've read several novels about women executives and fantasize myself ensconced in a 
powerful corner office. Oh, well, the job is a receptionist. Yeah. Receptionist. It's grueling work. You have to answer the phone. And type. And greet visitors with a smile. And type. (laughs) Well, Mom, you'd, you'd work your way up in no time. Naturally. How much does it pay? 300 a week. I used to spend more than that on Perrier. Well, that's your problem. Well, it was just a thought. Yeah, yeah we understand. It's not really something you would like. Probably not. But I'll take it. No. Yes! <laughs> Remember where that desk used to sit that Kate used to work at in season um, one and two? There's a piano in that place. Now, what is a piano doing there? Are they going to play the piano? Is it a permanent fixture? Why is there a piano there? Do either of them play? We know Edward plays the guitar. We've seen Rick attempt the bassoon. But why is there a piano? Is she going to play the piano? Is Evelyn going to play? Can she play the piano? I want to find out why this piano is there. Um, They do tell her um, she's going to get a job, if she wants it, at Eddie Toys. Receptionist, you gotta answer the phone. You also have to type. You also have to greet people with a smile. And you will get $300 a week. I would kill for that. I would I would teach myself to type. If I could get paid that. Both Edward and Kate are trying to paint this horrible picture of what a receptionist does. And thinking that, like, oh, she's not going to go for it. And at one point, Evelyn says, well, yeah, I used to, like, did some, like, jobs at one point. No, she read novels about women who did jobs and kind of, she fantasized her, like, oh, I could see myself in an office and blah, blah, blah. It's like, so you actually never worked, you just read about women who did. Oh, my God. I'm not surprised this woman's never worked a day in her life. But she decides to take the job. And Rick's like, you can move up from there. I'm like, she's not going to keep this job. I bet anything she's either going to get fired or she's going to eventually come into money again. Like, that guy's going to get caught in Rio de Janeiro and be brought back to be tried. Because he's probably got other clients that he's stealing from this Clarence whatever the face. <laughs> I guess. That, that's my guess. That's what I'm thinking. And Rick is just so excited to help his mom out. This is, like I said, this is going to be a disaster. We actually get to go to another, it's been a bit since we've been to a place we've not been to before. Um, Eddie Toys. Looks nice. Got some chairs and waiting area and all that stuff. She picks up the phone because it's, someone's calling the company. And someone's asking for Leo. And she's like, oh, I'll see if he works here. Well, clearly, if somebody is calling that company, he must work there. Apparently, the guy, the Leo guy that this person's asking for is the vice president of the company. I thought Kate was the vice president. I'm confused. Leo Patterson, she tells him he's got a phone call. And, of course, she's like, oh, I don't know who it is. It's like, you didn't ask? Or the guy didn't tell you? I'm sure he told you. You just, like totally bypassed that. Already she's getting overwhelmed because as she's trying to find out who is calling Leo Patterson, another call comes through. He toys is a big company. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, Evelyn. So I'm going to play this clip as Edward comes out. And it's like, Evelyn, what's going on? The phone is ringing off the hook. Why are you answering it? Because as he comes out, he sees her filing her nails. Well, I guess she, like, broke a nail or chipped a nail as she was, like, hanging up the phone. <laughs> What's going on? The telephone's lit up like a Christmas tree. I broke a nail. <laughs> fix it after you answer the phone. Typical industrial thinking. <laughs> no problem. They hung up. Well, let me explain something to you. Incoming calls are the life's blood of this organization. Your position here is very important. Don't patronize me, Edward. A chimp could do this job. Maybe, but we have you. Exactly. (laughs) Edward comes out like, what's going on? The phones are lighting up like a Christmas tree. Why aren't you answering them? 
And she complains, like, oh, a chimp could do this job. And he's like, yeah, but we hired you instead. Can you please just do your job? So he goes back in his office. And she, of course, it's a typewriter. It's not a computer. And she's just typing, like, hunt and peck. You're not going to get anything done. I mean, at that rate, I could overtake her with typing. And I'm not that fast. I mean, I, I, I took a keyboarding class in high school, but I mainly skipped a lot of it. I slept in instead of going to class. <laughs> I know, I'm terrible. Well, Kate comes out with a envelope to give to uh, a messenger that's going to come by to grab it. As Dexter also comes out, and Evelyn takes the manila envelope and just says, you just love to rub my face in it, don't you? It's like, lady, what in the world... Get her out of there. I love Dexter just looking at Evelyn like, are you sure you haven't been a receptionist before? Ever comes out and has Evelyn double check a reservation for four. And Evelyn's like, oh great, I'm famished. And Kate is in no hurry to tell, oh, by the way, you won't be joining us because it's a business dinner. <laughs> she relished saying that. Okay, so this is where Mr. Yamaguchi comes in. Um, the guy they're taking out to lunch. Edward also has Evelyn make a cup of coffee, or a pot of coffee, a fresh pot. And she's like, well, don't you have people for that? And he just looks at her like, yes, you, that's why I hire you, to make coffee, to type up memos, to answer the phone. This is what a receptionist does. Did I not explain what your duties would be? Ugh. So Evelyn goes over to the coffee maker and (laughs) dumps what's left of the coffee into the potted plant right near the coffee maker and no it's not a keurig it's just one of those old 1985 uh, coffee makers nothing special is this after school because rick is there in the elevator with mr yamaguchi and they're both like doing the bowing thing and just extending the hand like after you after you seriously just one of you go rick asks his mom how things are going and she's like oh it's so boring the most important question I've been asked today is, where's the bathroom? Mr. Yamaguchi is there. Evelyn, of course, doesn't know that the man that Edward wants is standing right in front of Evelyn. As she's like, just a moment, I'll be right with you. Because like, Edward's like, will you let me know the moment that he's here? So Rick is like schooling his mom on how to make coffee because she's putting a new fresh packet into the old... She hasn't even pulled out the little um, liner or filter where all the old gross ground up coffee that's been used. It's like, you know, you gotta throw that out, put a new filter in, put in that packet of fresh coffee stuff, and then pop it in there. But of course, now there's the phone's ringing again. It's like, Rick, why don't you make the coffee? Why don't you let your dad know that Mr. Yamaguchi is there? Evelyn's about ready to blow her top. She's not going to last anymore after this day. I bet she's gone. Wow, that went south really fast as (laughs) Evelyn is answering the phone and getting more and more fed up as she's, like, getting her... She's getting shorter and shorter with people. (coughs) And Mr. Yamaguchi's like, can you help? And she, of course, constantly with a finger, like, I will be with you in a minute. And then we cut to the coffee machine. Water's just spilling, spraying out of it. And Rick's like, Mom, Mom. It's like, Rick, you take care of the coffee. But she took that coffee filter thing over to her desk. Why? I don't know. But she's like, oh, I need that coffee filter thing. And she goes past Mr. Yamaguchi. And just the contents of that coffee filter thing end up splattering all over him. This is a disaster. She's going to cost them that account. This is just horrible. Okay, uh, Dexter, Edward, and Kate really need to come out there and see what's going on. Because it is chaos. Even with Rick there, the printer is going nuts. So he has her unplug it. It's like this poor man is trying to rub the ground coffee out of his eyeballs. And (laughs) I feel so bad. 
Not for Evelyn, but for uh, Mr. Yamaguchi. <laughs> oh, um, oh, there is a computer there. Um, she's got some water that she was using to originally put in the coffee pot that was sitting on the computer. She tips, accidentally knocks that over, which looks like it's going to start that computer on fire, and then all of a sudden, boom, the electricity goes out. Holy moo. It's like the worst, think of the worst thing that could happen, and it does. It goes constantly from bad to worse. Now everything is pitch black. Like the power like completely went out. So Edward comes out with a flashlight and flashes right in Rick's face. And he's like, what happened? And Rick's like, where? And of course he uh, puts the flashlight on Evelyn who just smiles like, <laughs> I'm sorry. And then of course we get the flashlight shining on Mr. Yamaguchi's face, and he is not happy. His face has just got coffee smudge sludge all over it. They're like, Mr. Yamaguchi? And, of course, he's like, you guys better have great toys. I'm gonna play this clip as Kate is giving Edward a massage while he's sitting at the table in the kitchen, just relaying how the rest of the day went with Evelyn. After you left this afternoon, we were offered the rights to the Madonna doll. Really? <laughs> Evelyn told them Eddie Toys doesn't handle religious items. <laughs> Why doesn't that surprise me? She's already cost me thousands in foul-ups and bleeps and blunders. <laughs> I'm gonna have to fire her. Good. Do it. Just throw her out into the street? <laughs> I was only gonna fire her. I like your idea better. <laughs> What are you going to tell Rick? Sorry, son, but your mother's getting the axe. Maybe I don't have to fire her. Maybe I could open an office in Nairobi. Africa has enough problems. <laughs> I got to get rid of her. Going out? Yeah. Mom's taking me out to dinner to celebrate her first day on the job. She loves working for Eddie Toys, Dad. Yeah. Well, you've given back the self-respect and courage to rebuild her life. Oh, give me a break with a the guy. guilt. <laughs> Son, Fire her. I have to talk to you about your mother. Did I mention self-respect and courage? There's no easy way to say this. I have to fire your mother. We'll, uh, we'll give her six months severance pay. Can't you give her another chance? I mean, no. all she did was spill a little water, short out the electricity, and... And knock out the computer. Yeah, well, she only had eight hours. Thanks for giving her the chance. Hi, boss. Rick said it would be all right to bring my laundry over. Yeah. Use all the soap you want. Hey, we better hurry, Rick. We don't want to miss out on the two-for-one corn dogs. Well, I'll, I'll get that. There's something I want to say to both of you. What's that? Thank you for the job. Evelyn, has anybody told you about Eddie Toy's early retirement plan? <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, you don't need to keep Evelyn working there just to spare Rick's feelings. Seriously? You gotta do what's right. You really, really do. Everybody even said to Kate, is like, she cost me thousands of dollars in, in, in damages and, and lost product and stuff. And possibly new investors. She cost him more than what he paid for a f her for a full day's wages. I guess Evelyn was going to take Rick out to celebrate her first day on the job. It's like, so she has spending money? I mean... I, after what, is Edward, like, paying her under the table for, uh, like, every day? I will pay you every single day for every day that you work. I don't know how, but. <laughs> Rick is really pouring on the guilt here. Like, Dad, you really helped Mom out. You made her into a confident woman, restored her, her, her faith and mankind whatever helped her rebuild her life and whatnot and it's just like look son i that's great that i did that but i gotta let her go she cost me a lot of money oh so he says that edward's given 
Evelyn, the confidence and courage and self-respect she needed to rebuild her life. I think that's a bit much. And he also says how she loves working for Eddie Toys. Really? He just slaps his dad on the back like, Dad, you are a great guy. It's like, uh, well, son, I had to fire her. <laughs> so, Evelyn comes in the back door with a load of laundry. Is she staying in their guest house? And she looks like... I mean, she looks like a, a laundry housekeeper lady with a, a shawl over her head or whatever you want to call it. And she was taking Rick to a place where they have two-for-one corn dogs. Because she can't really afford much. So weird seeing her dressing down with, like, jeans and a gray sweatshirt. He's almost dressing like her teenage son because Rick's got blue jeans and a red sweatshirt. And she's like, oh, well, Rick said it was okay if I brought my laundry over. And Edward's like, yeah, sure, use all the soap you want. <laughs> of course, there is a knock on the door or doorbell ring. And it's, is this the Duke guy that dumped Evelyn? We know her ex-financial whoever is in Rio de Janeiro dancing in the streets to no music. Of course, after Rick leaves to go answer the door, Edward brings up um, Eddie Toy's early retirement plan. <laughs> that is clearly the, a duke of sorts. Uh, Braxton, right? Or something or other? I can't remember. I've already forgotten. Um, but he's wearing a cane. He's got an accent. He wants to ascertain where Evelyn... He wants to know Evelyn's whereabouts. Duke of Braxton, yes, thank you. So Rick's like, what do you want with my mom? And the Duke of Braxton says, I want to beg for her forgiveness. And Rick's like, really? Okay, great. She's in the kitchen. Follow me. I'm going to play this clip as Rick comes into the kitchen like, hey, mom, your Duke's out in the living room. He wants you back. Hello, can I help you? <laughs> yes. I'm trying to ascertain the whereabouts of a Miss Evelyn Bradford. Evelyn? Well, whom I say is ascertaining? <laughs> Lowell Whiting III? The Duke of Braxton. You're the Duke? Well, what do you want with my mom? I'm here to beg her forgiveness. You are? Well, great. Come on in. I'll get her and tell her. Just, just sit. Don't move. Stay Duke. Mom, it's your Duke. Lowell, here? In our living room. He's looking for you. Well, you gotta get out there, Evelyn. I can't go out there like this. I look like a house frog. Hi, Kate, give me your dress. What? what? I know it wouldn't be my first choice either, but I'm desperate. Oh. Give her the dress. Go upstairs and change. You don't, like, here, let me take my dress off in the kitchen and switch clothes. Mom will be right out. Uh, Dad, this is Lowell Whiting III. Well, hi, I'm Edward Stratton III. I'm the Duke of Brexton. I've got a lot of credit cards. <laughs> Even told me about you. Oh, well, none of it true. Let's hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Eva, Evelyn is uh, helping my wife in the kitchen. <laughs> Once you get my mom near a stove, you can't pull her away. Yeah. Eva. Oh, yeah, you get her in a home environment. Or a castle environment. Evelyn Bradford? Evelyn, darling. So, you've come crawling back, have you? A Braxton never crawls. Oh, you, you don't understand. You see, crawling is American slang for glad to see you. <laughs> he knows exactly what I mean. This is the welcome I get. After I made a grueling journey across the Atlantic. Three hours on a Concorde. <laughs> Goodbye, Evelyn. No, wait a minute, dude, wait. Wait a minute, you know... You're never gonna find another woman quite like Evelyn. She's one of a kind. Believe me. Give him a chance, Mom. He was just telling us how much he missed you. Is that true? Did you say that? No. Duke, you know you missed her. Well, maybe a little. Actually, rather a lot. Evelyn, I've made a terrible mistake. I had no idea how much I'd miss you until you were gone. Hey, Mom. That's from the heart. <laughs> well, 
I missed you too. You hear that? <laughs> she missed you too. Evelyn, if you can find it within yourself to forgive me, would you do me the honor of becoming my wife? Yes! <laughs> well, I'm, if, if my mom says it's okay. No, I'm working for Edward now. It wouldn't be fair to just leave him in the lurch. Yes. I love to do be it. left in a lurch. Yes. I have two tickets to London leaving tonight. Do it. Let me see. My choices are a nine to five job on Long Island or becoming a duchess. Become a duchess. <sighs> oh, all right. <laughs> yes. Congratulations and thank you. Really. Thank you. I can hardly wait to redecorate the castle. Yeah, maybe you can put a jacuzzi in the torture chamber. Right? This is fantastic. My mom will be the Duchess of Braxton. I wonder what that makes me. Nothing. <laughs> Thank you. Well, goodbye. We'll see you at the wedding. You know I love you, don't you? I love you too. I hope you've learned a lesson from this. Work hard and good things will come your way. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> Kate, my mom went off to marry the Duke. Oh, well, that's par for the course. She's got my nice dress and I've got her dirty laundry. <laughs> got the duke to take care of her she's lucky the duke tracked her down we're lucky i called him in london yes <laughs> so of course it's like evelyn you gotta go out there and talk to him because he really really wants you back and evelyn of course wearing her blue jeans her gray sweatshirt and her her housework bandana it's like, well, I can't have him see me. Like, Kate, give me your dress. And Kate's just like, I, I, I don't know. Oh, I. And Edward's like, honey, just give her the dress. Like, we need to get her out of here. <laughs> just do your part. <laughs> so Rick and Edward zip out to the living room to entertain or keep the Duke occupied while Evelyn and Kate change clothes. Presumably upstairs and not in the kitchen. Of course, Edward and Rick kind of take it upon themselves to talk up Evelyn, how great she is, you know, cooking, cleaning, that kind of thing. She's really, wow, she's amazing. And of course, this isn't the Evelyn, or Evelyn, as he refer, uh, the Duke refers to her, that, you know, in his mind, you know, his version of her is lady of finer things, the clothes, the the uh, finer taste, all that good stuff. The idea that Evelyn cooks and does this and that, it's just like, Evelyn? Evelyn? My Evelyn? <laughs> oh, it's kind of funny how um, Lord, uh, Lord, <laughs> Duke of Braxton uh, is uh, the third, Lowell something the third, and Edward's like, yes, I am Edward Stratton the third. Lowell Whiting the third, okay. Oh, he says, I'm the Duke of Braxton, and Edward's like, yeah. As he's shaking his hand, I got a lot of credit cards. <laughs> of course, the Duke is all like, oh, Evelyn told me about you. And Edward's like, yeah, oh, of course, I'm sure none of it's true. And the Duke's like, yeah, I hope not. So Edward says, Evelyn is helping my wife in the kitchen. And Rick's like, yeah, once you get my mom near your stove, you can't pull her away. And the, and the Duke is just like, Evelyn? Evelyn? <laughs> Yeah, you get her in a home environment, and Rick's like, or a castle environment. They're really, like, trying to talk her up, like, she's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But it's like, you don't gotta, you don't gotta tell this guy what she's like. He came all the way across the pond to get her. Oh, Evelyn's last name is Bradford. Okay. I'm sure that was mentioned in, like, season one or two or three or one of them, but I can't remember. I don't think, I thought we just always referred to her as Evelyn. So Evelyn comes out, she's wearing Kate's dress, but she's got like, oh, I I think that thing she was wearing on her head, that pink, like, shawl, like, housework 
handkerchief, like whatever thing, she's actually wearing it draped across her um, her front there. That looks really nice. The two color is like a light baby blue. The dresses with a like carnation pink uh, handkerchief scarf looking thing. So Evelyn, of course, takes one look at uh, the Duke of Braxton and is like. Oh, you've come crawling back. So immediately this guy's getting, you know, turned off. Like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? It's like a Braxton never crawls. And Rick immediately jumps up for the... No, no, actually what you've been crawling is the American term for I've missed you or it's nice to see you or something like that. It's like, don't ruin this. Please don't ruin this. We're trying to get rid of you. <laughs> so Evelyn is just not happy. Like, he knows exactly what I mean. And the Duke of Braxton is complaining about the fact, like, after the journey that I made in the three hours on a plane and over across the pond and this and that, it's like, dude, come on. You wouldn't have made the journey if you didn't want to get her back. He turns to go, like, goodbye, Evelyn. And, of course, Edward's like, no, 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 don't go, don't go, <laughs> please. And I love how Edward is, like, talking up his wife, mainly because he wants to get rid of her. Like, you are never going to meet another lady like Evelyn. She is, like, the best of the best. And I don't have to tell you, you just flow three hours across the pond to come here and see her. And, of course, Rick is trying to, you know, tell his mom, like, mom, look. Give the guy a chance, okay? He's just telling us how much he missed you. And she's like, she's kind of sticking her nose up in there. Like, is that true? Did you say that? And he's like, no, I did not. <coughs> of course, Rick is like, come on, Duke. You know you missed her. So he says, actually, yes, I've missed you a lot. And I've made a terrible mistake. Of course, he had no idea how much he missed her until she was gone. Aw, that's sweet. So he decides to propose to her. And she goes off with him. Thank goodness. We will eventually see her again, I think, in season five. Seems like she only makes, like, a one-episode appearance. Like, she did in, when we first met her in season one, then in the dirt bike episode in season two, then the Call of the Wild in season three, and this one in season four. Are we going to get a callback to the Duke guy in season five? Because I know she makes an appearance in season five for something. But the Duke is like, would you do me the honor of becoming my wife as he's holding Evelyn's hand? Rick's like, yes! Like, pumping fist in the air. Yes! <laughs> the Duke just turns and looks at him like, yeah, go mom. It's like, yeah, if my mom says it's okay. Of course, Evelyn's like, well, I mean, I'm working for Edward now and it wouldn't be fair to leave him in the lurch. And Edward's like, no, no, I love being left in the lurch. Seriously, it's fine. And then she kind of is like, well, let's see, nine to five job or living with the Duke? Uh, see ya. <laughs> She says a nine-to-five job on Long Island or becoming a duchess. Like, yeah, you would take the role of the duchess. She agrees and they leave and it's like, thank you. We'll see you again in season five. We'll find out what's going on with your life then. Maybe there'll be a smidge of continuity and she'll still be a duchess. She is so, Evelyn is so looking forward to redecorating the castle. And Edward's like, yeah, maybe you can put a jacuzzi in the torture chamber. Like, oh. So Rick's like, that's great, mom. That's fantastic. My mom, the Duchess of Braxton. And that'll make me, and he looks at uh, the Duke and the Duke's like, you'll be nothing, really. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's right. So she says to Rick, we'll see you at the wedding. And I love how Rick says, you know I love you, don't you? Oh, this is a sweet mother-son moment. I like this. She tells Rick, I hope you learn something from this. Work hard and good things will come your way. And it's like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, you just may get lucky and a duke or duchess will propose marriage. Kate comes out in Evelyn's gray sweatshirt and jeans and Rick's like hey Kate guess what my mom ran off to marry the Duke turns out that was Kate's plan she went and called the Duke to come and get her like ah oh, since I called him yeah I figured as much she's like of course she's got my nice dress and I've got her dirty laundry so Ever's like she's lucky she's got the Duke to take care of her and Rick says yeah he's, she's lucky the Duke tracked her down and of course Kate's like, yeah, because I called the Duke from London. <laughs> yeah, that's all me. <laughs> all right, so that is the episode. As far as the train episode rating, 
I'm going to rate this one an average three out of five trains. I thought, like I said, I'm not a fan of Evelyn. Um, her mishaps at Eddie Toys were kind of comical. I'll give her that. Um, her <laughs> having to do, you know, dress like a commoner, I guess, was kind of funny. Uh, well, the fact that the Duke came back... And proposed marriage to her. Um, I like the ending where Kate says that she ended up calling the Duke. So that way he could take Evelyn off their hands. Um, that's the two things I didn't like. I didn't like the whole thing that the reason she was broke was because she had a bad like um, financial planner or business manager or whatever. I just thought that was really a dumb way to do it. I mean, although what other excuse could they use for her losing the, her money? I guess the only uh, the other reason is just, I mean, the episode was okay. It just felt like felt kind of blah to me. Like, this was the reason that we had to get her for a one episode per season was for this reason. It makes me want to get into the fun adventures, you know, Rick, like, Doing high school stuff and everything. Because this was an okay... It wasn't mediocre, but it wasn't great either, so... Uh, the silver spoonful for this episode, of course, is going to be... Please, if you're going to have someone manage your money, make sure you are looking at the books or whatever to know what is coming in and what is going out. So you don't just wind up one day finding out... That person, and if you're gonna find a financial planner, please do your research, talk to people who use them, and get the best advice you can. You want to make sure the right people are handling your money. Go with the company that people you know trust with their own money. So, join me next week for season four, episode four, entitled Promises, Promises, October 13th, 1985 is when it originally aired. Rick tries to decide if he should buy a promise ring for a girl at school. And, of course, the girl is played by none other than Andrea Elson, who plays Kimberly. She played on the television series Elf for four, the four-season run of that show. So, yeah... I love Elf. I've done actually a, a couple episodes of Elf. A few episodes. That are on my, uh, looking back on my Wonder Years podcast if you want to check those out. Alright, so look forward to that next week and hopefully we'll, things will get a little bit more interesting. I mean, so far out of the three now that I've covered, I would say Mrs. Stratton built her dream house. Would be number one. Head over heels would be number two. And this one will probably rank at number three. But who knows? It probably might get pushed to number four once I reveal or once I review Promises Promises. So Alright, everyone have a great week. I can't believe we are already in the third week of January. We are almost done with January. It's hard to believe. First month of the year, we're almost done with it. So Alright, have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.